So we're singing lots of music today because it's my service will be making a joyful noise. But first, let's pray together. Almighty God, you are the source of all light. You divinely separated light from darkness so that we may have the beauty of the light of day. Dear Lord, illuminate this day and enlighten us as we seek to know you through your word. May we be led by your light so our hearts may be open to your word. We pray that we receive every word you speak to us today. Amen. This morning we have four scriptures, and they all have to do with singing. Can you imagine? The first one is from Psalm 66, verses 1 through 4. Shout for joy, shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. The next one is from Ephesians 5:19. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. The third is Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. And the last, Psalms 33, 1 through 3. Sing joyfully in the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise to the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. These are the words of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Did you know that the Bible contains over 400 references to singing and 50 direct commands to sing. With the assistance of Jim Rice this morning, we have and will continue to make a joyful noise this morning. Thank you, Jim, for saying yes, even though I twisted your arm. When it comes to praising our God, the closer we are to him, the more we long to praise him. We see evidence of this truth by the fact that the heavenly host who are continually in God's very presence praise and worship him profusely. As Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 6 proclaimed, You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. Likewise, when the apostle John was taken by the power of the Holy Spirit to God's throne in heaven, he observed angelic beings 
worshiping God continuously, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Thankfully, we do not have to wait until we go to heaven to praise our God. For when our hearts are close to him, we can enter his holy presence with joyful, robust songs of praise. From our call to worship, I share again Psalm 100. Verses 1 and 2 first. Say, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. The first thing we see in Psalm 100 is that our praise toward the Lord should be joyful and heartfelt. Most of us at one time or another have been encouraged to make a joyful noise when singing praises to our God. Such encouragement usually comes during the congregational singing time because we know that not every believer has what we might consider a professional singing voice. But a beautiful singing voice is not necessary to please God. Two of the people I love most in the world who have gone home to God, my husband Moss and my sweet Grace, could not sing a lick. Moss always told me he was making unjoyful noise. It never said to be on key. And Grace was afraid to sing because she thought she could not sing on key. But you know, it does not matter if any of us sing on key, if we sing with joy in our hearts, rejoicing God. The Hebrew for noise or shout is ruah, which carries with it the idea of being loud, even to the point of being ear-splitting in nature. It is not that God cannot hear soft singing, but rather that he is pleased when both our hearts and our voices are lifted joyfully to him. When there is true joy in our hearts, there will naturally be volume in our voices when we sing praises to him. Genuine joy cannot be silenced or contained for long. It will ultimately overflow with shouts and songs of praise to the very source of our joy, our holy God who alone is worthy of our praise. From the first two verses of our scripture passage, we see that true worship of God brings us into his very presence. The Hebrew word here for coming before him into his presence, panim, actually refers to the face of God. Joyful, heartfelt praise brings God's people right before his face. We may not see him with our physical eyes, but our spirits can sense his loving face beaming brightly upon our hearts as we worship him in spirit and in truth. Moving on to verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Sadly, People are all too inclined to worship many things other than God, such as worldly riches, actors, musicians, athletes, politicians, and so forth. However, none of these is worthy of our worship and praise. 
So now, after showing us the importance of rejoicing in the presence of the Lord by heartfelt worship in both song and service to him, our scripture passage helps us to take a step back to get a better view and understanding of why we should praise our Lord in such a manner. Unlike all the unworthy idols that so many people worship, our Lord is full, fully worthy for four reasons given in verse 3. Number one, he is our holy God. Number two, he is our mighty creator. Number three, he is our master. And number four, he is our good shepherd. Verses 4 and 5 say, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The psalm continues with additional ways to praise the Lord and then closes with even more reasons for doing so. During the days that many of the psalms were written, God's people were to worship at the temple built in Jerusalem by David's son Solomon. There were gates and courts that led to the temple through the inner court, then ultimately into the very holy of holies where the Ark of the Covenant rested. Though only the high priest could go into the most holy place of the ark, all God's people could enter the gates of God's holy city, Jerusalem, and come to the courts of his temple to bring the appropriate offerings and sacrifices in holy worship to God. God's people give thanks and praise to him not only for what he does for us, but also for who he is. To that end, our passage closes with a reminder that our loving Lord is good, merciful, and faithful to us. As the Apostle Paul reminded his disciple Titus, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. We come before the Lord in joyful praise and worship because he is our shepherd. In the pastures of our good shepherd, the grass is green, the waters are peaceful, and our souls are refreshed in his presence. Jesus, our good shepherd, stated clearly in John 10, verses 27 and 28, why his sheep need not fear. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. We truly have every reason to worship our Creator God and the Good Shepherd with heartfelt, joyous, robust singing and thanksgiving. Amen. <laughs>